tip. Good afternoon. It is January 24th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by William Nosen, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Huge news, sports world, regular world, but nothing bigger than they're going to build a film studio in outer space. For who? It is Tom Cruise's uh, movie producers. And what do we do with it? Like we 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 go visit it, or is it like I, like a like a time I, I, capsule I, that we just, a... we just bury and nobody ever actually acknowledges or sees ever again? But we did it. Like it's there. Well, I don't think it's like a time capsule because you bury a time capsule. Where this is a film studio, I think they're different things. I don't know exactly, but I would think they're hoping to film parts of movies up there. Oh, that that's the plan of it. Oh, okay. That's that's overkill. But uh yeah, I guess uh, location location location. You can't can't exactly replicate that. I mean, I feel like CGI has come really really far that it's it's not like I know what the real thing looks like. Is is that really what we're trying to get at? I would agree with you. I am interested to see how it, uh, how it's going to work. It, one of the interesting parts of it is that it's going to be uh, it's inflatable. So it's going to hook up to the international space station, but if it's inflatable, I got to imagine it's like pretty small. So I don't even know what you're going to be filming up there. And maybe you're saying, Hey, uh, green screen and special effects are really good, but maybe it is just, it's a tiny little room and it's green screen, but you'd be able to film stuff that's in uh microgravity. Or is this finally how they, fake the moon landing and that this has been up there this whole time and they're just trying to get it back home like it, it was retrieving it for years now it's just been floating out there oh so they're saying like oh we're building this now but really it's already been built and they're bringing it back yeah, yeah we're bringing it back oh no nah, that doesn't make any I, sense. I don't think so that doesn't maybe. make any sense not none of this makes maybe, any but sense you know tom cruise is up to stuff so keep a lookout did you know this past year was the first time i think like 20 some 20 some odd years that tom cruise didn't have a movie come out the past year? I did not know that. Is it because of uh, COVID? It was COVID. It was the pandemic pushed the delay on it. I mean, uh, Top Gun 2 was supposed to release, I think, now two years ago, I think. I think it was, it, they they want to release it in theaters, and I, I think it'll do, I'm, I'm sure to the numbers-wise, it'll, it'll still re- do really well. And I think they want to make sure it's their summer blockbuster movie. So I, I think that was one reason for the delay. And then the Mission Impossible whatever number, uh, don't don't quote me on that. Uh, he actually broke his leg, I think, on one of them. You can you can look up the stunt. I think that's why that was delayed. But yeah, no, he's got stuff coming out. But uh, it it, se- it seems weird because I bet if I if you were to make a bet, you'd be like, yeah, there was a Tom Cruise movie last year. There there's always a Tom Cruise. When was there not Something, a Tom yeah. Cruise movie? But yeah, uh, just the, the the more you know. Uh, huh, that's a nice little nugget there. Uh. Yeah, so look, look, look out, look out for Tom Cruise. But you know what? We kind of got a packed podcast here. I'm not sure how Tom Cruise managed to crack the opening with everything else we got to get to. There's not a single game we get to skip from NFL weekend, and I, I think we got to just jump right in with which was the best matchup with the best quarterbacks and maybe the most controversial rule changing arguments I'm starting to hear across the world now between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, where Mahomes and Josh Allen square off for a duel like no other, and it was fantastic. It was everything you could have asked for from this game. It fully delivered. And I mean, what what do you have to say about the game? I, I'm, I'm kind of still almost exhausted from the weekend of just so much, so many storylines, so much aftermath of all these games. And this is by far like a great way to top off the weekend here. Just overall way better weekend than last weekend last weekend absolute complete dud none of the games were were close it it wasn't really that exciting and so coming into this week was just i just hope some of these games could be good and definitely the one circled was bills versus chiefs then the first three games are awesome and so it's just a little bit of cynicism going this one's gonna have to be a dud right it's gonna have to be oh man does it just go the other direction the, the game is close the entire way, and then the, the the fourth quarter, and specifically the final minutes of the fourth quarter, just every time is just, oh, wow. I can't believe they just won it like that. 
And then, <laughs> you know, minutes later, whoa, wow, I can't, which of course leads like that, which of course leads to leads to overtime. But wild, fun game, uh, a little bit of hyperbole, but like, uh, I think that stands up with some of like the the best, most exciting games uh, of all time, right? I've heard multiple podcasts already claim it was the greatest weekend of, of NFL football you, you could have had. And in a lot of ways, it was. Each game, it almost got progressively better and better. We didn't start with a bad game. All of the games are essentially one at the very end or go into overtime and one at, at, at the very last play. There's no uh, there's no missed kicks in all of this. All successful comebacks and a lot of upsets across the board here. Uh, let's just throw out some numbers here. I mean, I, I talked about how good these quarterbacks were. Allen goes for 329 passing four touchdowns and rushes for 68. Mahomes goes for 378 with three touchdowns and also rushes for 69 yards. I mean, these are <laughs> that's that's what you want right there, right? That's why you pay these guys the big money. This is why every other team across the league is trying to get a quarterback like this, trying to get someone capable of winning these types of games because this is the type of talent you're going to be going up against. And if you don't have that, which we're going to talk about some of the dysfunctions of these other teams and how much of an advantage it really is to have these guys. I, the biggest disappointment is that this really felt like a Super Bowl matchup, and I think I mentioned that a little bit last week. Like they're, they're not going to get a game like this again. There's not a quarterback out there that's going to be able to top Mahomes. I mean, we could talk about some of the other games, but just trying to appreciate the talent we saw on the field last night between those two teams, just spectacular. Uh, Gabriel Davis, 201, four touchdowns. That's, that's a huge playoff game. I mean... These are legendary that's the, numbers. Uh, that's the the playoff record for uh, receiving touchdowns. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a special game. Now, I let's get into a little bit of the controversy rather than just appreciating the talent on the field out there. But that is the the overtime rules where it it's a duel at the end here. Anything you can do, I can do better. We're just matching. All right, you do this, I do that, and it doesn't matter how much time, how little time. Doesn't matter what either defense is trying to do or preventing you from doing. It's just not going to happen. That offense is going to score. This offense is going to match it. It basically comes down to a coin flip where they get the ball first and the game's over just like that. I'm hearing everyone having problems with all of this, and the reality is we shouldn't change anything. I'm going to let you have a, a little bit of an argument with me with this, but I, I'm telling you we shouldn't change anything. There were ties throughout this year and throughout the past couple seasons. I don't need to change it. We don't. Generally, the quarterback play isn't this good. We only want to see more when the quarterback play is this good. I don't need to be seeing... Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins dueling in overtime. All right, I, it's not good football. The only reason we feel like we were cheated out of more comebacks and matching and all of that is because it was that good yesterday. We just wanted more, and that's fine. But we don't want more of everything else. You definitely don't. You think you do, but you don't. All right, you need to wrap these games up somehow. I, I I'm open to different rules. I the most interesting rule change I heard was rather than just saying they score and you get the ball back if they score. On this amount of plays, that's how many plays you have to match it. I thought that was the most interesting idea that I hadn't really heard before, and I, I think that would be at least a, somewhat of an adjustment where we do give the team the ball back. But at the end of the day, across the board of every one of these games, just get the stop. If you can't stop a team with 24, 18 seconds, 15 seconds from getting a field goal from the 25-yard line to... I mean, some of the, the Rams get all the way to like the 10-yard line in like 10 seconds. If you can't get that stop, you don't deserve to win the game. And you can't just be blaming it on overtime rules that we should have got the ball back and our best player should have been out there and given us a chance to win. It's like, well, there's two sides to all of this. you got to be able to get the stop. So I have no sympathy in really changing anything, and I, I don't feel like we were wronged by anything. This is the way the rules are. It's the way they need to be, and, and that's, that's fine. I imagine you are probably Mr. College Football over here. Are, are you hoping for something different? You, you know what the rules are going in. And with football, there are three facets of the game. There's offense, defense, and special teams. you got to be able to stop the other team. And they changed the rule where they made it so it's like, okay, you just don't have to get to the, you know, the 30 or the 40 and they kick a field goal, right? But you gave up a touchdown. You could you, you couldn't even get close to stopping him. You let him get the field goal, like you said, with 13 seconds to go. You you have to be able to you have to be able to play defense. And you, sure, you could blame it on, on a coin flip, but I think that that uh, just kind of really waters down the, the the rest of the game and just makes it like that didn't matter. But I'm I, you, you know the rules going in, and I, I I agree with you. Where 
with this, it's just you just always wanted more. You're always gonna want more. But a lot of times, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, man, we are uh, we're still out here, huh? But uh, I I like that the college rules are uh, are different. Uh, I wouldn't even be against if they just did it the same way they do it in in other sports. Of okay, in basketball, it's forty eight minutes. Uh, overtime's five minutes. If you gave uh uh. So I, I think it's like six or seven minutes would be the equivalent since a, a football game is uh, is longer. Maybe you give a, I don't know if you give like one or two timeouts and then it's not a uh, sudden death situation. It's just a, here, here's the time. If it's tied again, you know, we go to, go to double overtime or, you, you know, in the, in the, in the playoffs, but it, it just seems a, it seems like it'd be a knee jerk reaction off of this one game to try to change the rules again. And maybe I'm maybe I'm biased because the Patriots have definitely been on the uh, the favorable side of winning a coin flip. Uh, I think one of the times was against uh, against the Chiefs, so now they've been on on both sides. But I, I kind of liked how uh, Josh Allen uh, this morning talked about it and said, "You know, we knew what the rules were, and you know, we had we had to get a stop. No, we were, no use complaining about it now." I, I think it's more fair to say. I just wish our defense got to stop then. Well, I just wish the rules were different. Like, isn't that a right. weird ask? Like, that seems ridiculous that there's debates. Like, everybody's looking to, like, oh, we have to fix this. This is this was terrible. We were cheated out of an awesome duel. We could have went on forever. It's like the other thing, the reason that these are is football isn't basketball. We can't play seven overtimes and then expect to play again the next night. It's there is only one game a week for a reason. <laughs> these guys can't be out there that long, and I think that's a big, big reason why none of these defenses, none of these defenses, were able to get any stops at the end. I mean, not one of these defenses says, "Nope, you know what? We're gonna win this game by getting a stop. We're gonna force you four and out, and we're gonna take a knee and win." Not one of these teams was able to do that. Every one of them is praying that they could just score last. Every one of these teams. So I think if you're looking for a big shift across the NFL, it's that that's how you win. You have to have an offense, and you have to pray that your defense can somehow get a stop with less than thirty seconds left and can prevent a field goal. Because that—that's really where where it comes down to. All you can pick apart the overtime rules all you want, but don't let it go in overtime, and you don't even have to worry about it. And you had control and an opportunity to not go into overtime. Every one of these games, there was an opportunity to just not let them get a field goal off at the end. I, you know what? I'm, yeah, the uh, yeah, but Buffalo scored. Uh, Gabriel Davis got his you know, fourth or got his, his, his third touchdown with, with two minutes to go. So Buffalo had three more times that all you had to do was stop them or a couple of times only give up a field goal, but they gave up the uh, touchdown to Tyreek Hill. Then they, you know, Buckers gets the, 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 the walk-off tie and then they give up a touchdown. You can't give up a touchdown in overtime or it's over. What I think is the most this isn't this isn't beer pong. This isn't beer pong where there's no defense. So you got to give a rebuttal to make it fair, and you got to you know go crazy. It's, yeah, your I, defense was out there. You had a chance. You, no rebuttals. I I don't know if this guy exists or if there's somebody out there. But if there's a coach that knows how to somehow prevent a field goal, a defensive coordinator with 30 seconds left, that would be the top hire of this offseason. Because obviously every team across the board needs that, and maybe it's just not that easily done. But there there's. There's something that needs to be learned from here from from everybody because everyone had a chance to win and you all lost because you couldn't do the one thing that I'm telling you you need to learn how to do. So if you can learn that, forget everything else. You checked all the other boxes. You just have to be able to get a stop. That's all you got to be able to do. Because we're going on the next game right now where it's Rams-Bucks where it's really 90% of this game is not even a game. And I know we joke about the Brady magic because we are obviously some biased Patriot fans here and I think neither of us had any shame in supporting Brady now that the Patriots are out and, you know, it's kind of one last hurrah and there's, we're going to maybe talk about a little bit of overtime questions here about, about Brady's future. But, you know, sure enough, the magic starts happening. And every time it does, I mean, the, the, the momentum is your friend phrase that you, you're always saying. <laughs> Brady makes a living off of this because, man, when that ball starts rolling, the snowball just gets massive. And the pressure that turns on the opposing team of don't let Brady get going don't let Brady come back because if you give him a chance, if you just give him a chance, he's not going to blow it. And and once again, I don't think this is on Brady. Like, do you feel like they lost this game because of Brady? I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a slow start. You don't get in that situation, but he brought them back into the game. They had a chance to win. They had to just do one thing, just like every other team that lost this weekend had to do the one thing. Just get the one stop. Just don't let them score with 10 seconds left, 15 seconds left. 
I think that one was what twenty four seconds left. We're starting all the way over uh, there. 40, 40, 42. Uh, do, do you want to talk about the squib kick? Because I'm hearing all these other strategies about how oh they should have squibbed. It would have would have taken out you know a little bit of extra time and and forced them to do that. Is and I'm sure there's some truth to that, and I could see that. But if you got a guy like Tyreek Hill out there, as well as any of these return guys, and you you let him get the ball a little bit earlier, and you're unable to get a little bit farther back on field to tackle him because you're he's getting the ball sooner. I don't think you should ever let somebody get a running start on you like that. There's way too much talent in the NFL to be risking squibs. I mean, there's a reason we don't do that every other play. It, it's it's risky. Well, I think the idea with the, uh, with, with the with the squib kick is it doesn't go to those guys. It goes to somebody that's more of a more of a blocker. And so with with 42, it's a maybe. I definitely am more pro to it with the with those 13 seconds left, because now. You know, if you you kick it out of the end zone now, you're giving Mahomes 13 seconds, which is still just unreal. Was able to do something with 13 seconds, but if you squib it and a guy, you know, touches it and tries to do something with it, even if he just runs off four seconds, I mean, now you only have nine seconds. That's two plays, maybe. I, I think it's a it's a big difference. I just think it shows, and maybe 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 you're right. Maybe it is the right strategy because it just shows lack of confidence in your defense and. Maybe if everyone else had that that acknowledgement of just accepting that maybe our defense can't get this stop, we're just going to squib and, and try and give ourselves the best chance we can by eliminating as much time as possible. Maybe if you'd went with that approach, we we would have some different outcomes. But I just feel like you can't do that to your defense, though. you got to be able to have a defense that I think is good it, enough yeah. preventing somebody from going 50 yards in 30 seconds. I just think that's not Especially that tall of a task. You know, I, you know, we're, we're kind of mixing between games here, but... I, I'm pretty sure like uh, the, the timeouts were used up at, at that point. So it's not only you have to go that far, you have to go that far with, it's got to be pretty, pretty perfect. Like you got to get out of bounds or if you're in bounds, it's got to be rushing and getting right up to the ball and knowing what play is next and no, no messing around, like a real sense of urgency. Now with that all being said, the Rams had four terrible fumbles, just unexcusable, just, terrible timing there's never a good time but just impossible you can't have four turnovers like this in a playoff game somehow managed to get the victory here and I almost feel like they didn't deserve to win when I look at the numbers and you just look at like the box score four fumbles in a game you should never win that game right like does it feel like that that's an impossible outcome to have four turnovers and somehow win the game yeah oh it's, it's between that and uh Tennessee did they set the record for sacks or they definitely had, I think they had like nine sacks and didn't win. It's like the, the, the vice versa there. It, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how it happened, no. but it was a wild weekend of exciting football. And I think very much I'd be concerned about, they don't have a running back. I mean, what are you going to, you're going to trust acres next week. What do you, what do you lose three, two fumbles yesterday? Like that's yeah. I think it was, it was at least two. And then it was at the end of the game too. We're just we're just trying to win the game now. We're not even trying to score oh, anymore. I, I can see at the uh, at the goal line earlier in the game. It's like you're really trying to make a play happen. It, I mean, it's, ne it's never good. But the one at the end, that one baffled me because you you really aren't looking to score. It's completely clock related. So it just got to be hammered in. Of their only chance to come back is to turn the ball over. So. They're going to be trying to rip it away. All you have to do is don't fight it. You know, if, if you're, you're getting tackled, you just hold on to that ball and you go down. Cool. You know, it will, we might give Brady a little bit of time, but it's better than giving him a uh, short field position. Uh, at what point in the, in the second half, because you were, you were kind of out and about, so in the second half, did you uh, realize – Oh, oh! This is happening. Oh, th this is this is going along. Brady, Brady magic is real. This is going to happen again. It was the it was the the Acres fumble where it was, it was yeah like, it was that that was the moment where Tom is sitting on the sideline just waiting to be jumping up and down over some wild play, and that was it. That that was that was the magic. That's that's all he was hoping for. It was like all we got to do is get the stop. I mean, even if they punted and they got the stop on that, I think Brady still comes back. And scores on the next one. The fact that you're handing him this, like he's just, he's just drooling at the mouth for every opportunity you give to him because he knows he's screwed up to the point where he's put himself where he has to essentially play a perfect game the rest of the way out. 
And that's the only way he's going to get the outcome he wants. And the only way it's going to be easier is if you make it easier. And they made it easier. And it, they, they just, it, it drives me insane where it, it should be so much easier to just play football simply. Like, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Like, just run the ball out. We're just trying to run the clock out. We're not trying to score. We're not trying to get first downs. We're just trying to take up as much time as possible. The one thing we can't have happen happened, and that was the turnover. It's, it's I, I, it, it, in the, the the first half, I was watching it, and it was a complete blowout. At the half, it was uh, it, it was twenty twenty to three, and was like, all right, well, there was bound to be a, a dud of a game. You know, having having good games, no worries. We got the the big matchup later, and you know, it's nice nice Sunday afternoon. So I'm just doing other things. I got it on mute in the in the background, kind of keeping an eye on it, checking Twitter, and starting to see some of the the group messages like oh no brady magic today and then a little something like this is the largest halftime playoff deficit for brady since the atlanta falcons super bowl it's like huh then of course comes out and then they go down 27 to 3 so not quite 28 to 3 but it was just like nothing was going their way and that's even i was like ah, i don't think anything's gonna happen here and then just all of a sudden you just you, you look up wait a minute so it's 14. So if he scores a touchdown, he's only going to be down a touchdown. Well, that's manageable. And who would have thought under a minute, Matthew Stafford is going to be able to get it done. If it's reverse, you're for sure nervous. 40 seconds, Brady, timeouts, no timeouts, doesn't matter. Ooh, you're, you, you, uh-oh, you probably left him too much time. But with Stafford, it's like, yeah, you're, 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 you're set. The one thing I, I will say is uh... – there's a lot of debate on whether or not Brady's going to retire and, and if that's it. And, you know, he certainly had some responses after the game that I don't think you could really read into anything. I mean, this guy just lost an intense game. I mean, we're, we're excited about it. Just talking about it. We didn't even play the game. Imagine how this guy's feeling. And you're gonna or put have a, a team uh, – you don't have a rooting interest in it, really. Yeah, no, and you're going to put a microphone in this guy's face, you know, 30 seconds, an hour, whatever, after a game. He's – He's not he's not thinking about his future, man. He's thinking about a lot of other things. He's thinking about the game. And I don't know if we're going to see him play again. I, I anticipate he will be back. But I, I will say this. If he did pull this off, I think it would have single-handedly ripped apart the L.A. Rams franchise. Like, I think they would have left L.A., like, moved out. If they if they blow this game to Tom with a 27-3 lead, I just think it would have just broken everything in L.A overnight just instantly it would have been just that bad of a loss i don't think they would have ever recover overcome it i don't the, think the, the falcons haven't recovered still no 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 i, I think they would have acres would have been caught and waved and probably never plays in an nfl game ever again <laughs> if, if they lose that game yesterday which it really felt like they were going to i mean i, I was impressed by stafford of making the plays and, and doing all that but you know once again it comes back to this last second defenses where there has to be a better strategy to do this prevent style of just we can't let them get this far. We've done this so well majority of this game. Like that whole fourth quarter comeback, they're they're not scoring at all. They're not getting any first downs. They're getting the ball back. Uh, just do that again. I just I, I don't know. It it seems easy to say this all on you know the Monday morning quarterback of you know just just don't let them score. It's 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 not that hard. But apparently it is at the end of the games, I and mean, you're just exhausted of that. But. I, I really feel like it would have broken the Rams permanently if they blew that game. Uh, but that being said, it, it might might have broken Brady permanently here. Do you anticipate that this might be it? I didn't think so this the, the, this whole year where it's like he is cruising. Uh, was in the MVP discussion. Uh, was in like leaders for, for you know, touchdowns and for – yards just like, oh everything seems good but then it seemed uh i think it was saturday or maybe it was saturday into sunday just like some rumors just seemed to be starting and with some sometimes when, when that stuff comes up it's just immediately yeah no uh come on rumors don't need to deal with this but just with uh with brady it, it just feels a little similar to when it's like oh Brady's coming back, you know, to come back to the Patriots. And then all of a sudden there's like, like, like little rumors and I'm just getting a similar feel to it of just, it's all going to happen so fast. So I, I don't think it's a, uh, it's a playing ability that's going to shut him down, but you know, there's, there's a lot of work to uh, be an NFL quarterback. So I just wonder if there's something has changed in his life uh, this past year or so that has said, yeah, you know what? Football isn't the most important thing anymore. Well, I look at the amount of quarterback opportunities of 
like if he wanted to leave, he could go to a lot of other places. I, I imagine like he he could really. I mean, look look how many teams just in the playoffs yesterday would would take Tom Brady. I think over their starting quarterback. I I think there's plenty of job availability. Yeah, but like there's Mark- nothing. I don't think there's anything that happened in uh, in Tampa Bay that would make him want to want to leave. No, but it, best opportunity to win. Like, do you don't think it'd be funny if he went to San Francisco and and he kicked Jimmy G to the bench one more time? Like, just just <laughs> just, just go sit down one more time, Jimmy. You know, you know, go work on your hair. Go go look in the mirror. Just. You know, just get comfortable over there. I got there. this. I got one more year in me. I, I I feel like a team like that would love to have this. And then, I I, I don't know. Um, you know, they're all like, we're gonna get all these guys back. And, you know, Brady GM can do all this stuff. But you know, it's another year on. It, it's older. The the one thing you could for, you for sure know that the NFL wants, and that's for him to come back and to have this farewell tour. I mean, imagine the ticket prices for all seventeen games that he plays in every single arena. It's a Brady goodbye ceremony. On the road, every home game, every every team that visits, jersey swaps every game. I, I just, I don't know if he would want that. It doesn't sound like a Tom Brady thing, but I know the NFL is begging for it. Why would they not want that? Oh, the NFL definitely wants it because you're you're exactly right. Uh, uh, then teams, that'd be, uh, it'd be, you could just just put them on on, on uh, Sunday or Monday night football every every week and oh those those be tough tickets to uh to, to come by. Now I can't quite envision it going like this, but at some point his last year, which it may be this year, it may be that and it didn't look like this, but at some point he's going to turn into that Peyton Manning last year where he can't even throw the ball 15 20 yards. He's he's doing everything he can play. He's he's playing like old man basketball right now where he's got all this you know, old man grit and in in kind of instincts that he's he's basing it on, but he can't really do anything anymore. I, I at some point that's going to happen, right? And maybe he just doesn't want to let that be out there. You know, he had another quality year right now. It wouldn't be a disappointing way to go out. I mean, they they played good enough to win. Like they they had an opportunity to win the game. It wasn't like they lost the game because of Tom Brady. So I I don't know. We'll see. It, it's it's fascinating to, to think about it. And I do think there's going to be a big quarterback carousel across the league anyways. I mean, the next game we're going to talk about are the Niners and Packers where, you know, we, we came into the year knowing Rodgers wasn't happy with the situation. And somehow they, they, they kind of swallow, uh, you know, all the drama throughout the year. I was waiting for this all to implode. I thought the, the, the COVID fake case thing was going to make it all implode. But yet somehow they get all the way to this year. They get a, they get a bye. They had a, a really strong season. And they run into this buzzsaw of the Niners is just the kryptonite of Aaron Rodgers. He just can't find a way to get over this, and and, and now he might be gone and going somewhere else as well. I I I, I wonder if that's going to affect the job market of, of somebody else, like a like a Tom Brady. Like I don't know what you're hoping for either. I mean, what what's what's the real plan here for Aaron Rodgers now? Like this is everything that he wanted, or is this not what he wanted at all? Uh, just one last thing on Brady before we move on. I, I just I just pulled up the stats. This is not for the over 40 league. This is for the NFL with the best players in the world. He led the led the league in passing yards, uh, completions, touchdowns, and first downs. So you say there's going to be a, a a decline. Well, I, I'm I'm not seeing it yet. So I I, I don't want to be the one that says yeah no I think he I think he's uh he, he doesn't have it anymore because I'm not I'm not counting him out. I'll I'll let other people do that. But to your point on Aaron Rodgers, yeah, this has just been weird all all year. You know, in the summertime, he was hosting game shows, and there was a lot of social media. We definitely have uh, have talked about it and coming in, and I don't know if he explicitly said it or if it was you know people close to him. It seemed like there was reports that yeah, this is last year uh, in in Green Bay, and things were just not 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 going well, and little little. Uh, there's there a little bit of a bumpy start, but then they, they, they got their act together and yeah, they just kind of, kind of didn't, didn't get their act together yesterday. Weird game. Or Saturday. Weird, weird game. And you know what the weirder part is, is Rogers really was, he wasn't good. Like they, is it 13, 10? Is that, is that the final score of this game? It's yeah. There's, there's no points in this game. There's no Mahomes, Josh Allen scoring. There's no dueling. It's it's just a it's a dud game that either team could have won. Either team had chances to win, and they 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 really uh that this was the block punt one right at the end. Yeah, yeah, they get the, the yeah. 
don't do that. That doesn't happen. <laughs> There's like that's crazy. How yeah, many, they scored. They scored a super easy touchdown on their first drive, and so it looked like ooh, Green Bay is cruising. And it was snowing. It was cold. You got San Francisco coming in, California team, and just oh, okay, no, Green Bay is. Uh, they're just going to cruise, and then did not score another touchdown. Uh, they're definitely. Uh, I saw some stats where you know usually. Rodgers shows up. He doesn't have very many, many duds in, in, in big moments. But, yeah, there, I, I can't remember if it was 15 points or 14 points. Like, I, I think it's, like, never happened or it's only happened once or just very unlikely. I mean, the block punt cost the game. I think at that point they only have three points. So, like, your defense has done the job. They, they've done nothing. The only way this other team's going to score is if you give them a massive turnover. It, you got to be able to execute the yeah. punt there. That, especially that far backed up, that has to be an idea that there were, we don't we can only go far this far back. Like they're gonna put pressure on us. You have to be ready for that, and and for them to give up the punt and then the points like that just tie the game and then they get the ball back again. They're still not able to do anything, and then the Niners end up with it at the end and and they kick for for the win. It's a, a really bizarre game. I like like the the question I want to know is like is Rogers happy? Like did he get what he wanted? Like, cause now he's free. Not now, it's over, right? Like, this is it. And I don't know where he's gonna go. I don't know if he's ever gonna be happy. I, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he just retires. If he just says, "I'm done. Brady's done. I'm done." Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to play with anyone else. It's, it, it could anything could happen, but it does seem like a wild. It does seem like a really missed opportunity for for a team that I, I do think is better than the Niners. I mean, we can go back through all these teams. I mean, do you think like the best teams won across the weekend here? Like, do you think these underdogs? We're actually the better teams. Like are the Niners better than the Packers? Like we do this ten more times, nine more times. Who who wins the most? It's it's probably not a fifty fifty split. I I think you still take the Packers majority of the time. But you know, somebody somebody has to win with all these games. It's always uh, it's always easier to kind of overanalyze everything after, but. Uh, the last game that we're going to kind of touch on here are the, the Bengals versus uh, the Titans, where we mentioned earlier where they were sacked nine times. Just a crazy outcome. Uh, Hunter or Hunter Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry struggles for his return back here. He goes for 62 yards and one touchdown. And it's just not the same uh, Bengals team. I mean, you, you try to trust Tannehill as much as possible, but at the end of the day, I feel like you're just limiting yourself with a guy like Tannehill, and we saw that happen once again where Tannehill is just not able to get the job done. I mean, this is, again, a winnable game. They have an opportunity throughout it, and I I, I wanted to believe in him. I really did want to believe in Tannehill. I think everybody did. I think we thought he could just manage a team. You ride Derrick Henry, and you, and you hope you hope you don't, uh, you don't run into, like, a, a juggernaut of a team, which the Bengals, I don't think, on paper are, but... Maybe they are. Maybe the, the Burrow Chase combo here with you know a little bit of Higgins magic is 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 just a lethal weapon. Are, are the are the Tiger Kings the ones to be fearful of right now? <laughs> Derrick Henry did uh, was able to make it back and had a had a, had a decent game, but it was it was just I, I saw a couple of times it it, it didn't look like he he was he was at a hundred percent. Where I just feel like if it was earlier in the year or in past years. There was a couple of times where he either beats a guy to the corner or <laughs> pretends like he's going to beat the guy to the corner and then just absolutely stiff arms him right to the face, just right to the ground and just getting tackled just a little bit too easy. I mean, if he's coming off an injury. I mean, I'm not blaming him, but thinks that there could have been uh, a little more. But another uh, this is Saturday was the, the, the low scoring game. And. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a fun, fun story for the for the Bengals. You know, they uh, got their first playoff win last week for the first time in, you know, forever. And so to make it to the, to the AFC championship game, I, I I can't see them pulling off a uh, a third upset, but uh, Jamar Chase is, uh, is really good. And Burrow, uh, you know, won that national championship at LSU. So, you know, I don't think he's afraid of the big moment. And it sure sounds like the uh, the kicker isn't afraid of the big moment. Do you hear what happened, what he said right before the kick? No. So, you know, it's whatever, like four seconds or whatever, he's going out to kick a, a 52 yard field goal. So not, not, not an easy, easy kick at all. Yeah. He goes over to, over to Burrow and goes, 
hey, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship game, man. And then goes out and <laughs> kicks it. That is so just oozing with confidence. I don't like that. I don't know. No, don't, don't, don't come say that to me. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I mean, I, I want you to think that way, but I don't need you to tell me that you're thinking that way. Like, that's fine. But you need to keep that to yourself. I do not. Because if you miss, how, like, I feel like I'm justified to come tell you something after. Be like, really? What happened? Like, <laughs> you can't say things like that and then not execute them. I guess you pull it off by all means. You get the job done here. I think the fascinating thing between these teams, though, that I want to talk about is that win or lose with the Bengals, they're better next year, right? You add one more year underneath this this roster here, they're better next year. The Titans right now, this was the year. This is this was the year. I don't think there's any Number way. One seed. I don't think there's any way the Titans will be better next year. And I think you should be extremely discouraged that this was your best shot, and you still couldn't get it done. And you had a chance to get it done too. It, it's not like they they didn't play good enough to win this game. It it was a really weird game. The Henry thing was interesting throughout the, the, the in and out of it all, and just really not being able. It just wasn't a good game for him based on the, the the pace of the game. It didn't feel like they ever really had control of it. Of saying, "All right, it's Derek Henry time. We got like a, a little bit of a cushion of a lead here. We're just gonna, you know, ball control. They're not gonna give the ball up to anyone else." It felt like they were trailing so much of this game that they didn't needed to rely on Tannehill. And man, that that just. That's tough. I, I, you know, I see Tannehill have all these great games. It just never feels like he has the right game at the big moment. Like this was an opportunity to really prove to everybody, like, yeah, I'm one of these guys. I, I, there's a reason we were number one seed. And if anything, I feel like he just verified all of the doubt of, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you can expect to win a, a, a Super Bowl under a, a quarterback like Brian Tannehill. And, and, and he only I, completed. 15 passes and through three interceptions that's a terrible day so you go from making the playoffs being a number one seed thinking this is the core we got we're going to be going forward with everything and they still might i'm not saying they're going to jump ship off ryan Tannehill, but i do think i do think today you're having a discussion about can we do anything better can we get someone else what's the next option and it's not easy i mean we look at a team like the niners they drafted a quarterback this year who wasn't ready, wasn't good enough, but they didn't want to play Jimmy Garoppolo. And now here they are advancing another round with with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I, I don't know if that's like encouraging to say, like maybe stick with Tannehill or if that's discouraging of saying, you know, just go get the Mac Jones and pray that, you know, you're better the next year because I don't think this team will be better next year. And I don't think they're, I think they have to do everything possible to try and be better next year. And I think quarterback is an, an opportunity where they could potentially improve on. And that's, that's really not a great feeling if, if, when you essentially are jumping ship a day later. When you, you know, if they win this game and they advance another round, then it's kind of like, all right, hey, we we went somewhere, we we got it done. It, it's it's just crazy how the ball rolls in your way and it doesn't always work out. It's so I, I think could Tennessee be a uh, be a Rogers location. I think so. I I think there's a lot of them, but I I don't know how much the off the field stuff matters, and I don't know how much the football actually matters to Rogers anymore. Because football-wise, what's the bad thing about football-wise in Green Bay? Like, sure, the defense isn't spectacular, but, I mean, they've had successful seasons. The, what was the one they had a successful they're... season this year. Exactly. I mean, where else are you going to go where you're going to be able to have those those successful seasons that many in a row? I mean, all these other teams have all these issues also. Right? It's not like they're struggling over in Green Bay and everyone else is just killing it everywhere else. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's hard, especially that kind of consistency over that sort of time period i mean it's been years right now of rogers being competitive in the playoffs and just not getting the job done so i don't know what he's gonna go i i could see somewhere like that i could see somewhere like indianapolis i i could see it's there's there's a lot of opportunities i mean i think the niners are going to be looking for stuff i mean really the only team that's going to be set i think are the bills and the chiefs i think everyone else it's uh you know questionable i think even if the the rams with stafford over there don't uh, you tell me if they can make a move for Rodgers, whether it was a sign and trade of some sort or any of these other guys that they wouldn't they wouldn't entertain that call. For, they for, for sure I, entertain that I, call. I don't have it in front of me, and the football contract mechanics are can be can be tricky to to, to navigate. But I just got to imagine you, quarterbacks are getting paid a ton, so you wouldn't be able to pay two of them. Oh like no! But just we're giving up too much in other areas, so I, I don't know if you'd be able you, to we're giving get, get you rid Stafford. of them or trade them or how how that would work. But I, I I don't know if you 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 answer the call, but then you're like, well, damn, I, I, we can't do this. 
I mean, I think you give him you give him Von Miller and the and Stafford. There, there you go. I mean, Von Miller feels like he has rejuvenated himself. My God, I mean, these last couple of weeks, I, I think in your mind, as these NFL guys age, you're like, oh yeah, that's a name, like that should mean something. And then as they get older, it's like, oh man, that that's really kind of sad. Like they slow down, they're not really like that headline guy anymore. But I mean, Von Miller's been making some plays out there. It's certainly mm-hmm. uh, some Brady kryptonite. It's. I don't know. I don't know how you make the deal, but I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Rodgers. He's not going to struggle for that. It's just going to be fascinating of what he actually values, and we're not going to know any of it. I mean, this is a Kawhi Leonard situation. Everything you think you know is based on somebody who actually doesn't know anything. Right? It's all we don't know. If we knew, we he would say something and he would just do it, but we don't know. So, Are we sure that the two of them are not uh, hanging out? Who's that? Uh, Kawhi and uh, Aaron Rodgers? No, we're not. They they probably have very very boring conversations together. I imagine it's. I'd, they they probably play I, uh, Jeopardy Jeopardy together, like just the two of them. <laughs> like Rodgers hosts and uh, Kawhi just answers <laughs> all of them. There's, there's no other competition. It's just the two of them. They just huh, maybe. Yeah, that that sounds with like the uh, with the first three games ending uh, walk off field goals. Would you have preferred that it went that way, or would you have preferred one to three misses to have more overtime? No, I'm glad they went in. They were all underdogs. These were all underdogs, so like that that made it that made it okay. I mean, if if the games were all paced and and honestly as entertaining as the Bills Chiefs, yeah, bring it on. I'll bring I'll watch more overtime. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do this. That that sounds great. But I don't think any of the other games really were that great of games. It just had awesome endings. I mean, like I said, the, the Rams bucks, 90% of this game is terrible. It's, it's 27, three for a really long time. The, the, the Packers and uh, Niners it's, it's 13, 10, like uh, short yeah. of that, that punt for a touchdown. This isn't even a game. This is like a terrible game where nobody's scoring. Nobody has any chance to score. And, and finally we get a little bit of magic at the end. So not that great of a game. I guess it's, like I said, it's only exciting of just the way it ended. And then Bengals yeah, with Titans. Those, uh, with those Saturday games, with them being such a uh, such low scoring affairs, are, are we sure the games have even ended at this point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what are you, what are you going to do with any of them? But yeah, I, I'm fine with the outcome. I'm all for the underdog. I, I I feel like this was the the March Madness magic you always hope for, where it's really really close games. Either team could have won, and and you're on the edge of your seat at the end of the game. And I I think I, I think every one of these teams could have easily won e- either side. Like I. I like which team do you think blew it? And I don't think any of them did. I think just the other team took it. Yeah, it's it's maybe it's, maybe Green Bay just with that, you know, blocked punt. You know, that's that's not something that happens very often. Yeah, but even after the blocked punt, it's ten ten, and you get the ball back. Like it, you had you had a chance. Like you, it's not true. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah. No. I yeah. I hear you. That's uh that's football for you. My God, what a weekend! Ooh. Entertaining stuff. <laughs> I, I, it's it's one of the few weekends where uh, I'm I'm glad there's a whole week before more football. <laughs> I, need, I need some downtime. I need I need to let my heart reset. Yeah, well, we got about 15 minutes left in the podcast here. We're gonna try and wrap up a couple other topics that are not football related. Let's do some college basketball. We had a points record that was broken, and this is in a game, in a season, in a career. Who who scored? This is in this is in a in a game. It's for, uh, for men or women, but it was a, uh, it, it's a woman. It was uh, 61, 61 points. There was two set at, uh, at 60, but over the, uh, over the weekend, I'm trying to pull up, uh, pull up her name here. 60 points is a lot in any game in college. That's, I mean, that's so many points. There's teams in college that don't even score 60 team-wise in the game. Like I think that's somewhat of a regular occurrence. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm probably going to mess up mess up the name uh Ayoka, Ayuka, Ayuka Lee. Uh yeah, 661 points. She plays for uh for Kansas State and that was a uh it was a 94-65 win over number 14 Oklahoma. So what I think's really cool about this is this was not one of those somebody goes off for a hundred points and the score was 130 to 20 or something. It's okay. You went against a ranked team and they could not stop you. And you, uh, 
not just scored all those points, but your team also beat the other team by, by 30. So I think that's pretty cool. Hey, had to let the other team know I'm the best player on the floor. You may be the better team, but I am the best player playing right now. I, I it's me. You you guys can have your high recruits and all that, but I'm I'm scoring sixty on you. That's that's happening. What's wild too is that uh, it was the most the the most before that in a uh, in a big Big Twelve game, uh, Big Twelve conference game was fifty by uh, Brittany Griner. So she's a pretty well-known uh, women's basketball player. And so you didn't just break the record. You, you, you beat it by 11 points. That's so many you points. shattered it. That's a lot of points. Uh, speaking of a lot of points, we're going to touch a little quick Celtics topic here. Tatum goes for 50, 10, and 9 threes, I think, yesterday. Something. 51. 51. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, he needed, he needed that extra point. Look, yeah. awesome game. 50 Impressive plus. stuff. I mean, it's against Washington. I'm not going to brag about that. But I am going to brag about... We are the only team in the league that has had two separate guys score 50 on two different occasions, meaning we have two guys on this team that are capable of scoring 50. And we're barely, barely scraping in for a playoff spot right now. I, I, why? Why? Like, how does this? This doesn't add up to me. Two plus two should, should be four, right? Like, why? Why? Why are we? Why are we so bad? Like, we have two guys that could do this. It does. It, I feel like every other team in the league doesn't have that. Every other team in the league wishes they had that, and we have it, and it doesn't work. It's so discouraging. It's so frustrating seeing him having a massive game like this, and just, and then to hear the the three points that he goes for nine yesterday after, when he misses like last twenty five before that. Just <laughs> it, it it was it was twenty twenty plus. Yeah, coming in in threes that he'd missed in a row. And then just, whew, all just came uh, real fast uh, all at once. Yeah, I, I had to. I just had to touch that because you sent me that yesterday, and all I could think of is, this is awesome. We have a guy that could do this, and we have another guy that can do it also. Why why can we not somehow make this work? Like, you don't have to score 50. No, I, that, that, well, that wasn't that – was, I don't think that was your first thought. Your, your first thought, because it's what you sent to me, was – did we win? Yeah, which we we probably could have lost the game. I mean, what did we win by? I, I, I didn't actually watch the game. I was busy enjoying football, but uh, we're not a good we're not a good basketball team. I don't think that's that's breaking news. But every time we do good basketball things like that, like scoring fifty plus, it just makes me think like why why is it like why are we not good? Like why isn't adding up? Like, something needs to change, and and I don't know what it's ever going to be. That's my little Celtics minute there. I don't think there's really a whole lot else to talk about. We could talk about some Ben Simmons things. We got about t- twelve minutes here. Doesn't look like he's gonna get moved. It doesn't. Yeah, look like- I just wanted to. I, w- I wanted to bring it back up. Uh, Daryl Morey made some more comments today, and just remind everyone that there is a All NBA player that is just is not playing. Kyrie's back. Clay's back. Ben Simmons. Still not back. The last time he was, I'm going to say, in the news basketball related, it was Doc Rivers kicking him out of practice because he was being a distraction and not doing practice. But Maury, oh man, he just, uh, you're, you're going to like this. He's like trying to create value. And at least to me, it is just so absurd. He's saying, you know what? Don't think we're going to trade him at the at the deadline. We're going to wait till the offseason, and we're going to go after probably uh, James Harden or another uh, superstar. Okay, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. You're not going after Rockets, James Harden, which when he made it very clear, I don't want to be here. He got out of Houston. He wanted to play in Brooklyn. They are having a little bit of trouble with COVID and injuries right now, but they're second in the East. I expect them to do do well in the playoffs. It's not. It's like a uh, a terrible situation over there. He's, he's playing just just fine. So, okay, I don't think he would want to. I don't think he's going to be demanding a trade to the to, to the Sixers. And then also, then you look at it from the the Nets team.
All right, sorry about that. We lost the audio for a quick second there. Uh, Zach, I don't know if you can re redo your take there for whatever you were saying about uh, James Harden's situation, but uh, just give a quick little recap. It's, sorry, I cut out. Uh, no no worries. So, Maury came out with, uh, with some statements today saying they don't think they're going to trade Ben at the, at the deadline. They're going to hold off and try to trade him in the offseason and specifically name James Harden. James Harden or another superstar-like player. But what I don't get is this is not Houston, James Harden, where he's making it very clear, I want out of here. I don't want to play in Houston anymore. He's all, he, he got out of there. He's playing in Brooklyn. Things seem to be going generally well, despite all of the the, the, the COVID and the injuries. I, I, they're, they're second in the East right now. So just going right along. Once the, once the playoffs start, I think that they're going to be fine, especially once uh, uh, Durant comes back from, uh, from his injury. But then you haven't got to think about it from the from the Nets organization. It's like, why would you trade one of your premier all stars for Ben Simmons, who the last time we saw him play actual basketball was not playing good basketball? They, they would have to add more things, as well as he gets paid a ton of money. There's a lot of time left in his contract. I don't even know if he would fit in with the rest of it. So it's like, why would? the Nets help you out of a situation both financially and basketball wise. And I was actually surprised that uh, Maury was able to mention James Harden specifically. I, I would have thought that had been some sort of tampering, but maybe because it's a trade and not uh, a free agent. But I think he uh, just knew it, that was going to get the attention is he's going to drop the right name at the right time. And that that's how he's keeping this in the media. He's totally winning this war right now where the Embiid is having it. In a spectacular season. I mean, the the fifty point game he had the other night was just awesome. I mean, he's he's doing a lot of awesome things out there. The team's doing okay. I keep hearing all these rumors that they're they're anticipating this trade, including both Tobias Harris and Simmons, which it's just they're just asking for everything to go perfectly. Like they're only Maury's only willing to deal everything that wins where he wins a hundred percent of hundred percent of the time. The these the idea of being able to trade both of those guys. And getting something in return, like who's taking that on? Like who's watching over there saying yes? We did, we watched Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons not play well together in Philly, but I will take them on because they're going to play well together here with these guys. Like it's just a weird, weird idea that they're they're somehow acting like they're they have so much control and they're so much in the driver's seat in the situation here. But you know what? In a lot of ways, they are. I mean, the guy's not playing; he's not doing anything to help himself play, but. And and Philly's still playing basketball. I mean, their season's still going on, and they still have a chance right now. It's it's just fascinating to me that he's really going to sit out this whole year. He's not going to play. Like he's really he's really, really? going to get there. This isn't going to happen. It's 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 January twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. It's not happening. He's not coming back. The trade deadline like is all... going to come and go, and then it's really he's done. Like after the trade deadline passes. There's no hope of him coming back to Philly. It's literally we're waiting until the summer then to make a deal. I it was uh I think you know a week or two into the season when it was still uh you know he's not going to play and Maury's not going to trade him and I feel like every basketball podcast I listen to and I listen to like a whole bunch of them were all saying uh you know what Maury's going to cave he'll he'll move him yeah you know Ben doesn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll move him. This 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 will be resolved. And that was months ago. And there's no end in sight. And just it's it's not a it's not the most uh, fun story, specifically for for Sixers fans. But I just I wanted to bring it up as this is still happening. If you uh, you know are not all the way plugged in on the NBA, there's still an All NBA point guard that is just not playing. Yeah, well, if they were fighting for a 10 seed, I think he would have pulled the trigger. He would have just cut his losses on it. But until they're fighting for the playoff spot, I don't think you have any reason to think we need to make a drastic move to improve this team and, and just take you know pennies on the dollar. I mean, I, I have no idea what his value is at all right now. I It's not going up. It'd be good. I, I don't know what it'll ever end up being. I don't know what they're anticipating suddenly skyrocketing this value where there, some somebody becomes available. And I also don't know what team is suddenly going to say we're willing to accept a guy that doesn't really fit in with other guys. Like, what team is suddenly saying, you know what we're really missing? We're missing somebody who doesn't shoot, is really good at defense, and 
you know, is kind of a, a weird locker room guy. I'm, I'm just that, that's like the nicest way I can put it. It's just a weird locker room guy. He's obviously a strange dude with with some of his, I guess, inefficiencies of of this. I mean, he's, there's something he's not able to overcome here that that is holding him back, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know how we're ever going to get around it. But I mean, what if what if he just never plays again? Like, what if he sits out the rest of this contract and then is just a free agent in what two two three more years? How many more years? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a few. I mean, it's almost like it's like a Josh Gordon situation where he just comes and goes and he's just gone. Like it's just that's it. It's just no more. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think I predicted, and I've already said on the podcast that he's he's not going to play this year. I I didn't think Kyrie's going to play this year, so that that's he got me there. I didn't. I don't think Zion's going to play this year, but that that. That was kind of writing on the wall, just the whole beginning of the season kind of situation of, you know, the vague ownership and the vague team announcements of being like, yeah, he's not gonna be ready, but he'll be ready soon. Uh, it's just not gonna happen. So I don't, I don't think we're gonna see Simmons play this year. I don't think he's gonna get traded until maybe summertime. I have no idea who's gonna take him though. I, I can't, just can't imagine them suddenly being happy with the value they get. It like when they get bounced in the first or second round, and they're short a guy. Or somebody gets hurt or COVID, and they're just short another guy, and you're you're looking at the then your bench being like, well, there should be one more piece here. Yeah, I, I don't a know. Pretty massive piece. I don't know at what point do they a forty they finally, million dollar a year piece. I don't know at what point do they finally admit that they're missing that piece, but right now they're they're pretty stubborn on saying we're not missing anything. It's fine. The guys that are here are here. The guys that are showing up are showing up. It just it's just a wild wild scenario. I. I I can't imagine. I gotta imagine out. they're uh, they're 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 bringing Embiid in at least at least once a week and showing them, hey, this is what we're getting offered or this is what we could get for Ben, and like we, we're not taking it. We want to make sure like you understand we are not just being extra difficult. It's if we trade him, this is what we're gonna get, and that is not gonna put us over the top. It's not worth it, man. It's still going. I really hope the story ends, though. I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of talking about it. I'd much rather be talking about how awesome his defense is. And did you see that Ben Simmons pass last night? Rather than, uh, you know, did you check his IG last night? Like, you know, who knows? Who knows what he's up to? I mean, I mean, is he still doing social media? Is he allowed to do social media? Still getting. I mean, why would he not be allowed to do social media? I don't know. I feel like you, you just stay out of the spotlight. I mean, it's not good news. I mean. I don't know. You, you think he's applying for other jobs? Like, is he interested in another career route? Like, is he going back to school right now? Like, what do you think he's I doing? I haven't heard his, anything. What's he doing in his free time over there? You know, is he is he yeah, working? I haven't heard anything on uh, on his side. Is he working on his jump shot this entire time? What what if that's all it took? Which is an off season of no basketball, just jump shooting. He couldn't could have done that during the uh, the pandemic bubble. No, and I, I can't see himself. I feel like when you reach a certain level, you have to be able to play against other NBA guys to actually get better. I can't imagine there's a whole lot he can do on his own outside of playing in the NBA to improve his NBA skills. Like, I don't think there's, you know, I don't think there's anything he could really be doing that's going to make that much of a difference. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll keep keep you updated on it. It does feel like I'd be really shocked if he gets moved though at this point. Uh, we got about 30 seconds here. Uh, anything you want to add for the people out there? Just a reminder, we are in the full swing of uh, college basketball, and so we'll be looking for some bets coming up for our uh, annual March Madness bet. Actually just got the uh, the Facebook reminder or uh, memory of the, uh, the little video that you had done, uh, I think, a couple years ago now at this point. Uh, my brother had a suggestion. The... Uh, it's. It, I, I thought maybe it's been been played out a little bit at this point, but the you have to eat. Uh, you have to go to Waffle House for 24 hours, and every waffle you eat is an hour off of your time. I was trying to think if there was some sort of wrinkle we could do, you know, for us that would be a little little more personal because I think in the past year or so, a lot of people have done that, I've seen that all over the place. But you know, we're, we're getting. Uh, you know, we're taking taking all ideas, and we'll we'll sift through them. Yeah, you had a couple. You you threw out a. Just, just some conversations here. I believe you challenged me on not being able to run a 5K race anymore. Uh, so that that's that's not even a challenge. I'm, I'm sure we could we can handle that. I know the timing wise, I don't think I'll be breaking any high school records here. But I, I'm sure if I really wanted to, I could. I just you know just throwing out, out the idea over there. You know, just you know, you want to we want to get a little running on. That was on the 
I think that was on the wheel last year. Was it? It might have been on the wheel. If it wasn't know. on the wheel, it was definitely in the in in the the bucket of ideas to go on the wheel. Yeah. How? Uh, how? What do you think of this idea? Uh, a celeb boxing. Uh, one of us got to enter, huh? Who, who do you, Who do you want to challenge here? It's, it's good. It's good money, man. It'll be good for the podcast. I think that celebrities right in the name, and we are not celebrities at this point. So I don't <laughs> think uh, we're going to make celebrity boxing. I you probably not. I also don't think we'll be the we're gonna be the known celebrity that got their ass kicked by some other celebrity. That's that's gonna be the only celeb part of us. Is the, I definitely like, don't know how to box. So. I don't think I do either. I'm working out, but I'm not a uh, I'm, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting anybody. But uh, <laughs> we'll fight for another day on the podcast. We'll do that. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we get as entertaining a weekend as we got this week. Uh, if not, uh, it'll be a lot of boring Ben Simmons talk next week. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I can't wait to hear what Brady and Rogers end up doing. That's going to be the fun part. But we'll be back next week. Thank you as always for listening.